Welcome back to our third segment here on Solid Steps Radio. And uh, if you're just listening, thanks for joining. Thanks for listening. If you want to hear the first half of this show, if you just turned, turned in, tuned in late, go to our Facebook page and you can hear the entire show. It's an entirety. Uh, Solid Steps Radio on SoundCloud, iTunes, and you can go to uh, furtherstubministries.org. So we're talking fostering to adopt today. There's not just two options out there of either birthing babies or going over across the around the world to get a baby, which is obviously just as much part of God's plan, but there's also another option out there that maybe people don't look at. It's called fostering to adopt. There's uh, there's a lot of options because we have hundreds and hundreds of, of kids who need a home. And so, Brad, you were in the last segment. You were talking about uh, you. Your first, you've got five adopted kids, four mm-hmm. through the foster care minister, uh, uh, kind of program here in the in the Kentuckyana area. And and then Bryson was your first one to come into the home. Right. T- talk about that a little bit, and then how the the other the other kids kind of got into your home. Yeah. So like I said, we met him at church. He was two years old at the time, and he was a handful. I mean, a I mean. I look at Bryson today and like going, oh my goodness, what an awesome young man. He's a sweet boy, but uh, oh, and so, um, yeah, and and it's important to know that his mother, if I remember right, his mother was thirteen when she conceived him, and fourteen when she gave birth, and um, you know just. You can only imagine and and without a support system without so he he ended up in the foster care system he ended up in our home thank you lord and um at two years old and so we were we were really we were really fired up about it and we'd gone through all the training and our hearts were just laid wide open god had just you know again he shook us to the core and awakened us both in one moment's time and once bryson came in we decided in our infinite wisdom that uh, we had these three older Caucasian kids and this one younger African-American son and we thought the right thing to do would be to to have one more you know we lay out our plans in front of God and he so laughs. We, we sh- he laughs and so we thought we should have one more and we had let a couple people know that and we got a call one day from a really a really dear friend uh, who said that she had a friend that we did not know who was fostering uh, a one and a two-year-old and she was not going to be able to keep them and wanted to know if we would be willing to quote unquote meet them you know kind of like puppies right you know and um and and um and we agreed and thought two is not what we had in mind but we would be willing to see these children and all i can tell you is two three days later they came over for pizza uh, with their foster parents and the minute that curtis and cynthia waddled out of that out of that van um you know i'll cry right now thinking about it it was there was no doubt in our mind that those children were supposed to be in our family and god just knocked doors open wide open so fast and and within within weeks they were in our home as well um and they were how old they were they were two and cynthia was two and curtis was one they they are both their biological brother and sister okay Um, bryson's an only child and so again all this happened within within just very few few um months and uh but but going back to bryson the day bryson came into our home out of his foster mom's home that very day the state delivered a nine-year-old to that foster mom's home if you're tracking with me the Mm -hmm. original foster mom who Mm -hmm. we got bryson from the day he left her home her home's open and they brought a nine-year-old to her that was getting ready to turn 10 and um uh, because we had struck up a friendship with this foster mom she's a great lady and um and and we just spent a lot of time with her she continued to come over but now with this nine-year-old who was brand new to her home instead yeah you know where this is going right and um (laughs) 
<laughs> and uh, she turned ten while she was within within weeks of being in in um, in Vicky's home, and um, and the longer we got to know Angela, uh, the more my children you fell in love with her. We fell in love with her. It was <laughs> it was it was unfair, and um, she is such a precious child. And anyway, the Lord brought her uh, into our life. And uh, one day I came home, and I looked out the window, and she was playing on the trampoline with the girls, with Lizzie and Olivia. And I remember telling Jennifer. If there, if I ever could adopt an older child, if I was ever to adopt an older child, I think that I could, I think I could, I could adopt Angela. And Jennifer just started to cry, and she said that on that very day, the court had determined that they were going to terminate her parents' rights, and that she was now, she was in the queue, if you will. She was, she was prepared. They had to change the goal um, from from reunification with the family to adoption. And on that very day that I sp- spoke those words to her, um, and it was it was just a matter of a few months after that that Angela came into our home. And so when you when you officially got her to foster, she was ten. That's correct. Wow. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so by that time, yeah, the, 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 uh, it's just been a few months. So Bryson was, what, still two? Bryson's or maybe, two. Yep. Pushing Curtis three. Two mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. Yep. We're pushing cool. three, three, and two. Okay. So and your, uh, your natural-born kids from you and Jennifer, they were how old? 12, 11, and 11 when all this, when this journey started. So what were, you, what were your kids thinking? Mm-hmm. It was different. You know, it was different between the three kids. Um, we, had, we had one who, who just couldn't wait for this to happen. She just thought, you know, if they could just keep bringing kids, it would be great. And that's that just how she, yeah, that's, yeah, that's how Olivia rolls, you know. And, um, and then we had, we had Lizzie, who was much more quiet and, um, and, and reserved and, and, and trying to take it in, um, no less loving. Just, just a different approach. She needed to process. She bit. needed to process it a little bit, and then we had Luke, who was just still trying to figure out where he was going to get his next meal, right? You know, and <laughs> typical and boy, typical boy. And um, fast forward to you know, fourteen years later, I can tell you that uh, all three of those children, even though they processed it all differently from the very beginning, adore every one of their brothers and sisters, and and see them as no different than 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 biological brother and sister. That's awesome. Yeah, it's been it's been a really remarkable story. Okay. So so uh, back up just real quickly. So you got Bryson first, and then yep. Cynthia and Curtis um, right on the heels of that, and then a, a few months later Angela, right? And then that so that's four. Right. So now you've got seven, right. the biblical number. Yep. And God says, no, you're not done. Right. So fast forward to about five years ago. Um, all that was 14 years ago. So about a nine-year, a nine-year pause. Um, during that period of time, uh, thanks to my my amazing wife, we had a number of children who came in and out of the home. Um, there were a couple of infants that came in and out, a couple of younger children, uh, a pregnant teenager. Your, your wife, um, she's going to have serious rewards in heaven. She's fearless. <laughs> she's fearless. She's remarkable. And um, we had a number of folks that came in. We had a young lady who moved into our home uh, at age 20 who had just had a child um, out of wedlock and uh, was in a, in a crisis situation. Uh, that was six and a half years ago. They have never left, um, and we are so grateful for that. Uh, like another daughter and, and a grandson who is now six and a half, uh, they are just really, really remarkable and have been such a blessing for our family and in our home. Uh, but about five years ago, uh, that same woman who introduced us to Cynthia and Curtis 
uh, called again. We're not taking her calls anymore, by the way. We, <laughs> I was going to say, geez. no, I'm kidding. You, you see that number, like, oh no, I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, she she has blessed our family. She and her husband have blessed our family more than I could ever describe to you. Barb mm-hmm. and Ron uh, called, and they had a, a nephew that was um, in a in a rough spot. He'd been taken from his mom and dad as a very young child, and was living with a great aunt and uncle. And um, illness fell on that home, and um, it became very obvious that he needed a place to live. And um, we initially met him and spent a little bit of time with him, and uh, not with any intentions of bringing him into our home. But you know, it, I'm telling you, <laughs> the Lord. So he and you Clifton know, was how old? Clifton was 12 years old. 12. He was years 12. Old. Today he is 17. And uh, strapping young, strapping handsome young, dude. Handsome dude, and uh, he is just again makes the most remark makes for the most remarkable son like his brothers and and like his sisters well uh, what a gift yeah. what a gift yeah. i I'm, one of my one of my girls works with right. your kids oh, and uh <laughs> And she needed somebody to fill in. I said, who'd you get? She goes, oh, Dad, it was so awesome. Clifton DeVries took my place, you know. I said, oh, we might have to talk about the future here. And, and, <laughs> and, and when I see the blessing that the people in their lives are for them, like your daughters uh, that they work with at Chick-fil-A, when I see that and I imagine what it could have been like, but see what it is like today, how God's unfolded that and how he has blessed Clifton and how he has blessed our family and how he has blessed our marriage. Um, it's just really a sweet, sweet story. We're really thankful for it. Oh, what a gift. So we're, we're going to talk about blessings and how these kids have really blessed you. But we also want to talk the, the realities of, of real life. There are, there's some trials with this. Cole, talk, talk to us about some of the difficulties that you've had with uh, this fostering and, and adoption. Well, um, we, we have been very fortunate um, to really not have a whole lot of difficulties in our foster care system. Um, we, um, I mean, there were some communication breakdowns and, you know, not getting information from uh, some of the workers, but as far as our kids and um, that we've uh, fostered, um, it, it it really went pretty smooth for us. Um, we we had Sam in our house for about two years before we adopted him. Um, the mom was in and out of the picture, so we really wasn't sure if we were going to be able to to uh, keep him or not and adopt him. Um, so there was a lot of going back and forth with that, um, but it's just. Um, we we have some friends that went through the training with us who have had a whole lot of ups and downs um and you know kids taken out of out of their home and you know last minute um family members would come up and uh would want to adopt the kids so the kids would be taken out of their home but we have been fortunate not to um experience any of that one of my biggest fears going into this was um uh fear for my wife because she gets really attached real quick and I was more. Uh, she might be heartbroken, right? I was more worried for her of you know us getting attached to these kids mm-hmm. so soon, and then one fell swoop, you know they're they're, they're gone. Yeah, they're reunited. You know that of course you know that's the ultimate goal is reunification with you know the birth parents or family member, but um, deep down inside you you want to feel selfish and keep the kids for yourself. Wow, <laughs> that's um, you are blessed um, absolutely because the, the the trials and difficulties you know they're there, but you yeah. didn't experience too right. much. We need to take a break here real quick. Take a break. We're going to come back for one final segment to hear a little bit more about some trials, but also hear about the blessings that come along with this. And there are many of those that do come along with those, whether you're a parent of one child that you've birthed or you've adopted 10. You know, it's hard to be a parent. And uh, we're going to hear a little bit more on those sides of it. So we're going to take a break and come back 
Talk to Brad and Cole a little bit more about their journey here on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to our final segment today. Just too too soon. This this flies by, flies brother. By too soon, man. My goodness, it goes by quickly. Spend another hour with these guys and hearing their story. But we're talking to Brad DeVries and Cole Cortez about their fostering to adopt journey and. Um, and it's a journey, I would think. I don't know too many people who have fostered and not had some type of uh, things they'd run up against. I know, Cole, you mentioned in the break that uh, like, was it both of your kids had drugs in their system when you brought them home? Yes. Um, uh, Sam, whenever he was born, he I think it was he had like five or six different kinds of drugs in his system whenever they tested him. So um, that was uh, that was a big thing for us to deal with, having to get him over the, over the addiction and stuff. So um, that was probably our, our greatest trial with right. him. But now they're 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 doing well. Yeah, now they're they're fine. I mean, there's nothing wrong with them. They're you know God has truly blessed us with, with with you know us having to go go through that. And the kids, you know, they're growing up fine. They're I mean, they're they're good. That's awesome, Brad. We know the blessings of of your five adopted kids and four through the uh, fostering. Um, but you've you've had some difficulties, trials. Um, describe that. Yeah. Well, first of all, just to be perfectly clear, I, I can assure you that with two of our birth kids, at least, you know, a couple of our birth kids were every bit as hard as, as any uh, any well, challenges that we had. My yeah, four birth kids. For the record, right, yeah. No, you know, I, I think um, obviously working with the state and kind of being out of control and, and at their mercy and dealing with just a lot of challenges there was difficult. I, I, I can, the, I believe that the vast majority of the folks that work in the state and work in the foster care program are giving everything that they've got and they are, mm-hmm. they are unsung heroes uh, but they've got budget constraints and they've got way too way too many kids in the system not near enough not near enough employees but I do praise God that I believe our governor and the first lady are working really hard to fix that um, but you know the, the, yeah there were challenges you're, you're bringing children into your home even though they were young they were two and one uh, two of them were two one was one um, uh, you, you, there's still a year and two years worth of life that you don't know you know you, you don't know and so it takes a little while with our 10 year old and our 15 I'm sorry 10 year old and our 12 year old again um, we, 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 we we love them as much as you could love them for one day and then for one week and then for in one month you know them as well as you know them Jennifer would constantly say I love you I love you as you know I love you a year's worth I love you I love you with all of my heart but I've only been able to get to know you for the last month or the last year and so it just takes time and I think probably for us the greatest challenge was time being able to make up for the time. But I will tell you, you know, Joel 2.25, that the, the Lord will make up for the, the time that the, you know, for what the locusts had eaten. Um, over time, those gaps close and they close and they close. And today, is, as we look at into the eyes of our children, all five of our adopted children, I can assure you that we that there there is no gap anymore. There is no gap. We love them all as, as with all of our hearts. But the the level that we know them at today is remarkable. So you know, I can't think of it's it's a big family, and so it's challenging. Uh, the only other thing that I would add, and I imagine I imagine uh, Cole would say the same thing, that in early on when you're going through the foster care program, you are having to interact with family members. You are having to do a little bit of back and forth yeah. with social workers, and, and that's stressful on a, on a, on a family. It's mm-hmm. just stressful for time. It's stressful for relationships. You don't always agree with the direction mm-hmm. that they're taking. You don't agree with how much um, how many opportunities they're being given to, to uh, reunify with their children, but the state's doing what the state feels like they need to do. And so it was hard, but oh... 
and I know Cole would agree with me, it's so worth Absolutely. the effort. So, yeah. so, so talk to our listeners right now mm. about the blessings of this, because there's listeners, I'm sure, who are like, oh my goodness, I could never uh, you know, foster to adopt. But talk about the, the richness of what you've experienced over the last how many years? Um, well, we've we've had ours for the last four years, and um, you know, looking back, I can't imagine our family or mm. our life without Sam and John. Yeah. I mean, they've just brought so much joy, and you know, they just, they're they're so happy, and um, just just being able to help these kids out who you have no clue what kind of house they would have been in or um, how they would have been brought up, but just being able to to take in these kids. Um, who didn't have a family um, and just to being able to love on them and just being able to share the gospel with them and I mean I, I, I know they're young but I mean I think you know they've just they've just been a, a blessing to our family it's, you have loved them and they have loved you in return absolutely and they love to run into daddy's arms yeah and uh, slobber a big old kiss on mm-hmm. you and yeah. wow I mean I, I, I love all my kids but Sam and John they're the first two to, to, to run up to the door whenever I, I come home from work. It's it's absolutely crazy. Oh, Brad, so. talk about the blessings. Um, I, I'm like Cole. I couldn't imagine life without Angela and Clifton, Bryson, Cynthia, and Curtis. Just couldn't imagine it. Uh, watching how it affected our birth children and how it um, has left a mark on their lives. I believe that there is a great possibility that all three of them will one day adopt. Um, mm. Should the Lord should the Lord make that possible for them? Um, I also think that you know God's pretty clear about uh, about our responsibility to care for the widow and the orphan. Um, in Matthew 25, he also talks about you know at the second coming you know that that we will all be assembled and and he will address how we cared for the least of these or how we ignored the least of these those that were hungry those that were thirsty those that were naked those that were that were strangers Um, and i believe that those children fell into and they Mm -hmm. today fall into that category and so um i do believe that that when you strive to honor God in that, not just for your own desire, not because you just want to add children, because you want to have a big family, because, 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 but because God says that they are his children. They are his children. He loves them as much as he loves uh, any birth child in this room. He loves them the same. Uh, I believe you know, Deuteronomy 28 goes into the blessings for obedience. And, and all I can tell you is that I, our family has been blessed. It's not always been easy. It's we are far from perfect. Uh, it, it's not even close. Um, but uh, there, there have been uh, there, there are just too many to count. There are too many to count. Mm. That's that's you know, listeners. I, I we we pray, and our hope is that that you would have a heart for the least of these. You would have a heart for those who don't have a home, and. And uh, that's why we're excited to do this show today, and that's why we're excited to promote uh, this upcoming event. Chad's going to talk about that in just a minute. Um, any any last uh, comments from you guys to our men listeners? Got um, I, I would just say, um, you know, don't don't worry about what you can do. You know, just put all your faith in God, and He's just going to open up the paths and doorways, and He's, he's just going to take care of everything for you. Mm. That's a good word. That's a good word. You know, over the years, we Jennifer and I spent a lot of time working with the state and, and then with working with Orphan Care Alliance, um, uh, working with the church, trying to help encourage those who, who should get involved to get involved. But the one thing that we saw constantly was that there were so many women that were ready. 
there were so many moms that were ready, but it was the dads that were holding back. Mm-hmm. It was the dads that were holding back. And I believe, yeah, I believe. Cole's pointing to himself. Cole's point. Yeah, <laughs> I, I believe that if the men would recognize that these are God's children and that these children are desperate for the love of a father, an earthly father, an earthly father that would point them to their heavenly father. If you will be bold and go, God will provide. He will provide, whether it's the finances or the time or the or the discernment, the wisdom, the love, he, he will provide. So my encouragement would be to go. Uh, I would also just throw in a quick plug for Orphan Care Alliance. If you've got questions, pick up the phone, go onto their website, find them. Uh, great resource. And if you're interested in getting involved in the local foster care program, 502-595-KIDS. That's 502-595-KIDS. And, and they will get you started. To talk to us right now, just, just real quickly, take a minute. The, those the, there's there's people who cannot they can't foster right now and they cannot adopt they're, they're they're 75 years old or for whatever reason they just can't do that but they can do something what what can they do they can pray and what else can they do well they can pray that's the uh, that's the one that everybody can do right yep. um if if they feel like they are Past uh, past foster care age, I, I will promise you, y- you better be pretty darn old if you think you're past foster care age because uh, <laughs> you can still do it. But there's something called respite care. There's lots of foster parents out there, godly foster parents that uh, just need a break because it is hard. It yes. is you can you can do what's called respite care, and it's very easy to be qualified for that. But that just gives you the ability to be a you know a, uh, give them a spell and give them a break. Uh, some people need financial resources. You know, if they want to adopt internationally, Cole indicated that that was a stress point for his family which it would be for most there if you if god has blessed you with with um with financial gifts there are lots of families that would be willing to go across the world to bring one two or more children home Figure out who they are. Ask God to show you who they are. Find folks in your church that will tell you who they are, and you can help. You can help fund that as well. Again, Orphan Carolines have got a great program called Safe Kids, uh, which helps people who don't want to lose their kids, who are fighting to get on their feet and to get their their stuff together. These safe families can actually provide short-term care for kids while these parents get their act together. So uh, there's lots of opportunities out there to, yeah, to get involved. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Listeners, take advantage. The kingdom is here. So this is a great opportunity to engage and to really do kingdom work. So the event that we had talked about earlier, and you can call Stephanie Daniels here at the radio station at 423-3135, 423-3135. Ask for Stephanie. The Wait No More event, Saturday, November the 12th. And there's 350 kids in Kentucky, 150 in Indiana who need to be adopted and getting ready to come out of the system. And uh, I'll ask this one final question. We've got a few seconds. Had you not leaned into the hard things, guys, would you have not seen God's blessings the way you had? Oh, ab- absolutely. I mean, there's something about stepping out there and seeing God in a way that is just in an amazing way. So uh, we thank you guys for coming in. And if you're listening, guys, uh, the guys are always the last one to come in on this. And you're probably listening, and your wife has been talking to you about it. Lean in, take a step, go to this event, and just listen and wait. And as both of these guys have said, God opened doors. Mm. We're going to pray. Lord, we thank you that you adopted us. And, uh, Lord, we pray that we would have, as men, we would have hearts like you, Lord. And uh, thank you for Cole. Thank you for Brad. Thank you for other families. And, Lord, help us to be men who take care of the orphans, take care of the widows, 
and uh, be men of courage and faith for your glory. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. Come back and check us out on Facebook, SoundCloud, and iTunes, Solid Steps Radio for all of our past broadcasts. Thanks for listening. We're there.